Welcome to the Grind It Podcast. You know, life can be such a grind at times, and so we're here sharing God's Word with you to encourage you to keep grinding and to not give up. It's time to grind. So here's the host of the Grind It Podcast, the old school skateboarder himself, Randall Tucker. Welcome to the Grind It Podcast. Today, we're going to keep going in Luke chapter 17. This is the third podcast of Luke 17, and I started out two podcasts ago by saying that Luke 17 is not a very long chapter, but it is deep, 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 and deep with content. And today is really deep, and it's really heavy uh, for what the, the, the content that we're going to be covering. We, uh, we were talking about Jesus telling his disciples in the first podcast about how temptations will always come. And we talked about temptation. We talked about sin, the consequences of sin and how it separates us from God. And then in the last podcast, we talked about how uh, where Jesus says the temptations will always come. But woe unto those who are, you know, are putting those temptations among people. He, he said it would be better for that person to have a millstone, a heavy stone hung around their neck and thrown into the sea and drowned than to cause someone who is following Jesus to stumble back into sin. And it's a, it's dangerous, dangerous, dangerous. And, and the fact is, uh, people sin. I mean, we're all sinners. It's our nature is to sin. Romans 3.23 uh, we have all sinned and come short of the glory of God. That's why Jesus had to die on the cross for our sins. That's why He is so awesome, and that's why His blood is so precious because it is is the only way our sins can be forgiven. It's the only way to heaven. It's the only way that we can come before the Father, uh, and and it is through the blood of Jesus Christ. And 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 so <laughs> I've been encouraging you. As a listener, if you're watching on YouTube, to just in the past two podcasts to to just really reevaluate your life and and to make sure that you are on the the, the straight and narrow that your your life is leading people to Jesus and not away from Jesus. And and I've said several times how it's easy for us to get so caught up in everyday life and we're so busy and we got all these things that's going on in the world with COVID and. Inflation going out the roof, gas is going up. Uh, and, and, you know, the, the war with Russia and Ukraine, and and, and just you know the the uh, all this stuff going on with people trying to identify with whatever, and you know men don't know if they're men, and women don't know if they're women, and just there's just so many distractions that we can get uh, easily caught up in, and 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 in just. The things with everyday life and, and our jobs and we're trying to pay bills and it's very hard right now because, I mean, we're, we're having to watch every penny that we spend and and so on and so forth. And so it's it's just so easy to to let the things of God slip, to not be reading our, uh, our the, uh, God's Word on a daily basis or not to be praying consistently and, and communicating uh, with, with God the Father through Jesus and and and. and and when that happens, when we're distracted, that's when these temptations can overtake us, and 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 we can just sin very easily. And so that that is that's really my focus, and and my goal is to get get you and I to to reevaluate and realize, hey, sin is dangerous, and and 
I, I don't want to be separated from God. I want to be close to God as I can get. And I and I sure don't want my life to cause somebody to stumble and to fall into sin and be separated from God because th- there's a danger in that. I, I want to be like Jesus. I want to have the attitude of Jesus. I want to love like Jesus. And we talked about that in the last podcast from 1 John 2. And, because if we're striving to be like Jesus on a daily basis, there, there's no issues. And when we do slip and we do stumble every now and then, because we will, we're not Jesus. We're not perfect. Even though we have the Holy Spirit living inside of us and we're walking with Jesus on a daily basis, hey, we're still human. And and, and there was only one person who never sinned, who never made a mistake, and that's Jesus. We make mistakes. We sin. We fall from time to time. But there's a difference from living in sin and stumbling every now and then. And when we do stumble every now and then and we do sin, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ, who pleads our case before God the Father and our sins are forgiven and He has given us grace through the power of the Holy Spirit. That's what John says in 1 John chapter 2 and we covered that in the last podcast. Well, today I want to pick up where Jesus left off. And this is the third podcast and and we haven't even gotten through the first five verses yet, but uh, after today, we'll have two more podcasts in this chapter, actually, and we'll finish uh, Luke 17. But uh, today, we're going to talk about a very, very hard subject. Because when Jesus says temptations will always be there, and he says people are going to sin, but you don't want to be the one causing those people to sin. But he says, in verses 3 through 5, he says this, If another believer sins, rebuke that person. Well, guess what? They're going to sin. Because people sin. We just do. It's just what we do. We sin. And he says, when a person sins, rebuke that person. Then if there is repentance, and repentance means a turning away from the sin and turning back in the right direction, then that's walking toward God because we don't want to be walking away from God. That's sin. We want to be walking toward God. And and so, uh, unfortunately, people sin. Even people who are following Jesus, we sin. And he says, if a believer sins, rebuke that person. And if that if there is repentance, forgive. Forgive. Even if that person wrongs you seven times a day, Jesus says to his disciples, each time turns, each time that person turns again and asks for forgiveness, you must forgive. He he he, he didn't he, there's no stipulations there. And we're going to talk about this in, in just a few minutes. But just the basics of it. Jesus says, if another believer sins, this is somebody you go to church with every week. This is somebody that's in your small group. This is somebody that may be in in, in your inner circle. Look, I don't care how close you are to these people. I don't care how how long you've been friends. Look, they're going to hurt you. They're going to make mistakes. They're going to choose to do or not do the will of God, and which is what sin is. And when somebody sins against us, hey, it hurts. It can be brutal, depending on what that sin is. And Jesus says, if they ask for forgiveness, we have to forgive. If there's repentance, we have to forgive. And it's not always easy. Um, let me see where I want to go on my notes here. Um, let me just start off with this. Forgiveness is not an option. It is not an option. It is a command from Jesus. You just heard it 
straight out of Jesus' mouth. He's talking to his disciples, and he says, we have to forgive our fellow believer. Because if we don't, and this is what we're going to break down today, God will not forgive our sins, period. If we do not forgive others their trespasses or their sins, God will not forgive our sins. I want to say that one more time. If we don't forgive our brothers and sisters in Christ when they sin against us and they ask for forgiveness, God will not forgive our sins. And I want to prove that to you. I want to break it down for you as best as I can. But we cannot hold grudges. We cannot hold on to past hurts because those past hurts, those those painful places... They, they cause us to not forgive a brother or sister in Christ. And if we do that, if we choose to hold on to that hurt, that pain, and we hold a grudge. I mean, I know people who haven't spoken to each other. They sit in the same church building Sunday after Sunday with their hands raised up or whatever, and they're singing praises to God, and they're listening to the preacher, and, and, and they're there in worship together, but they can't stand one another. They haven't spoken to each other in years. But yet they're worshiping together, and, and some, there's a disconnect, and something's wrong, and they're not, they're not loving like Jesus loved, and that's the disconnect. Because we are forgiven of our sins by Jesus Christ. If we're walking with Him and striving to be like Him and loving like Him on a daily basis, our sins are forgiven. That is the promise, and that is the hope we have from God Himself. And if we do not forgive like Jesus forgives then we're not loving like jesus we're not being like jesus and our sins are not forgiven we can't hold on to the grudge it it just it just can't happen we gotta let it go what's that song say was it from father let it go let it go gotta let it go man i know it's hard and we're gonna talk about that it's not easy it it, sometimes it just depends on what's going on in the situation and what's happened in the past it, it, it can be very, very difficult. And that's when we just have to, and we have to have God's help. And we'll get more to that here in a little bit. But let's break this down, this idea of forgiveness and letting go of grudges and letting go of, of hurt and, and, and forgiving one another. Um, and Jesus, when he was uh, giving his sermon on the, on the mount, and I'm, I'm using Matthew's version uh, out of chapter 6, verses 9 through 13, he tells the people how they should pray and he gives what we call the model prayer or that we call it the lord's prayer and he says this in matthew 6 9 through 13 he says our father in heaven may your name be kept holy that that's the whole goal right there may your name be kept holy because god's holy we're, we're to be holy we're you know we're to, to to be as righteous as possible right living and the only well i don't want to get that deep into that but our father in heaven May your name be kept holy. May your kingdom come soon. May your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Sounds good so far, right? Give us today the food we need. Yes, give us that food. We got to have that food because we got to live. And forgive our sins. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. And forgive our sins. Oh, yeah. We need food to live and we need forgiveness, baby. We want to go to heaven. That's our goal, right? And forgive our sins. Give us today the food we need and forgive us our sins as we have forgiven those who sin against us. Uh, uh, uh-oh. Woo. 
What did Jesus say in that prayer? The model prayer? This is how you should pray? Our Father in heaven, oh, we, 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 we want to keep your name holy. And we want your kingdom to come soon. And we want your will to be done on earth as it is in heaven. We pray that all the time. Right? When, when we're wanting God's will to be done. Jesus told us to pray that. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Well, what's God's will? Well, he's given us food that we need to make it on a daily basis. He's forgiven us of our sins. But there's a condition there. But I thought God's love was out conditioned. He loves us unconditionally. He does love us unconditionally. Paul says that nothing can separate us from the love of God. But listen to what Jesus says without commentary. Give us today the food we need and forgive us our sins as we have forgiven those who sin against us. And don't let us yield to temptation, but rescue us from the evil one. Man. There was a condition in that prayer that Jesus said, if we want God to forgive our sins, then we have to forgive those who sin against us. He mentions God forgiving our sins, right? But he also says, as we have forgiven those who sin against us us and then he ends by saying something that goes right along the things that we've been talking about in the past two podcasts when he's talking to his disciples in luke 17 when he says and don't let us yield to temptation it's right here in the model prayer but rescue us from the evil one that's where the temptations come from but sometimes the evil one uses us and when those temptations come and somebody chooses to sin well sin affects not only the person who chose to sin but it affects a lot of other people besides that one person. When we choose to go against the will of God and we sin, we not only hurt ourselves, but we hurt other people as well. And man, depending on what that sin is, that hurt runs deep. And it runs deep, deep, deep. And that's what we're going to talk about. Um, we, when we read this along this model prayer along with what we've been studying in Luke 17, I just said that people are going to sin because that's what we do. Even if we follow Christ, even if we're filled with the Holy Spirit and we're walking with Jesus the best we can on a daily basis, people are gonna sin. That's just what we do. That's why it is. That's why we had to have Jesus to die on the cross for our sins and shed His blood so our sins could be forgiven. Right? It's just what we do. We sin. But when people sin and we give in to that temptation and we've blown it, uh, the result of that sin is that someone gets hurt. And, and if, if, if the person who is hurt rebukes the other person and says, hey, dude, you're, you're in sin. You need, to, you need to get your life right. You need to repent of that sin and, and, and ask for forgiveness. And the person uh, turns to God and, and asks for forgiveness and then says, hey, you're right. I'm sorry I hurt you, please forgive me, then we have to forgive that person of whatever they've done. Whatever they have done. You can fill in the blank with whatever sin the person has committed. And and I know that you have been through some awful crap that is not of your own that you didn't cause, that somebody else has done this awful, terrible, 
horrible, you don't even want to think about it, you don't even want to talk about it thing. And Jesus says, you got to forgive. Especially if they're a brother and sister in Christ and they ask for forgiveness. You cannot hold a grudge. You cannot hate that person. You can, you know, and we, we say this a lot. I hear people say this all the time. Well, I don't hate them, but I don't have to like them. That's, isn't that the same thing? That That's not letting go. Because that's not how Jesus was. Jesus, he, he loved everybody. He didn't shun anybody. And he... He was always moved with love and compassion. And when we say, well, I, I, don't, I don't hate them, but I don't, I don't have to like them, that's not true. Because Jesus liked them. And when he was hanging, and we'll talk more about this later, but when he's hanging on the cross, being beat to death, he'd just been beat to death, he's hanging on the cross, and he's struggling to breathe for six hours, and he's about to take his last breath because he's just wore out and he can't do it anymore. He says, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they're doing. And simply put, if Jesus can do that from the cross in so much pain and agony, what has anybody done to us that we can't let go of whatever they've done? We can't let go of that hurt, that pain, and say, I forgive you. Why do we have to say, well, I don't hate you, but I don't have to like you? No, we need to like them because we Here's the bottom line. We are to show the heart of the Father. We are to show them Jesus. And Jesus would forgive them and Jesus would minister to them. Jesus would try to meet their needs. And regardless if the people... I don't even know how to say this. But I just know that Jesus would love that person. Jesus would forgive that person. He would not hold a grudge. And he would minister to that person the best that he could. And that's what we have to do because our purpose, our goal is to show the heart of the Father. Our purpose is to to be like Jesus, to love like Jesus, and to lead like Jesus. And Jesus was leading people, and he still is leading people, to the throne of God. And if, if, if... Somebody has done something to us in our life, especially a brother or sister in Christ, and, and, and it has hurt us so bad that we cannot go to that person and speak to that person or talk to that person and work things out so that we can help lead them to God. We're in danger. We are absolutely in danger. Because Jesus said in his model prayer, forgive us our sins as we have forgiven those who sin against us. And we're going to talk about what forgiveness is because uh, we got to know what forgiveness is. Um, Jesus, you know, as I mentioned a while ago, we got to be like Jesus. That, that's, that's our goal. That's our purpose. Uh, Jesus lives inside of us. If we made him our Lord and Savior, we're, we're to have the attitude uh, let this mind be in you that is in Christ Jesus. Philippians 2, Paul says. Jesus was perfect. He never sinned. He never did anything wrong. Not one time. He was, you know, that's not us. But here's how we can be like Jesus. He was always showing grace. He was always showing mercy to people. He, he was always moved by 
compassion. He was long-suffering. Even with the Pharisees and the religious leaders, he was long-suffering. That's what set this whole thing up in Luke 14, 15, and 16. He was having a meal in the Pharisees' home. He knew why they had him there. They were wanting to try to stump him. They were wanting to question him. They were wanting to try to prove that he is not who he says he is, that he's not the Messiah. But he took that opportunity to show them and teach them about humility and, and, and that he came for those that, that sheep, that one sheep that went astray from the, 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 the hundred. Or he, 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 he was that lost. He, he went to find that lost coin out of the ten coins that was lost. He, he, he came for that prodigal that was playing around with the pigs. That is the heart and, and, and the, the, uh, the compassion in God showing mercy and, and how he is so long-suffering. And that is how we are to be. And, and, and he did this with the Pharisees, and he was hoping that, he would, that they would turn to him. And he is our example that we are to follow and and I told you this is all the best stuff. This is deep, and it's very very hard, hard for us to do because we're not Jesus. Even though we're filled with this Holy Spirit, man, we, we have emotions and we have feelings, and we have to put those to the side. And it's not always it's not always easy. Uh, sometimes it's very very difficult, depending on what that person has done to us, what, whatever that sin is, that, that, that hurt and that pain. It can go deep, but it doesn't go no deeper than what Jesus went through on the cross. And Jesus said, Father, forgive them, for they, they, they know not what they're doing. And that is the love that we are to have for one another. The kind of love that says, I forgive you no, no matter what you've done. No, even if you continue to reject me, because people did that to Jesus, and they still do it today. Jesus says, I, you know, we're to say, I forgive you even though you continue to sin against me. and Because Jesus said, if they, if they keep sinning against you seven times a day, and they keep coming back and saying, hey, forgive me, forgive me, forgive me, Jesus says, you must forgive. And it's not easy. But that's how God loves me. That's how God loves you. Because we do the same thing to Him. We sin, and we sin, and we sin, and we sin, and we keep asking for forgiveness. And God says... I forgive you. I forgive you. I, 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 I don't place any conditions on you. Therefore, we can't place conditions on people. It, it, it's just not, it, we don't have that option. Jesus said in that model prayer, he says, give us today the food we need and forgive our sins as we have forgiven those who sin against us. And don't let us yield to temptation, but rescue us from the evil one. And right after he gives the example of this model prayer of Matthew 6, right after he says, forgive us of our sins as we forgive those who sin against us, he says this in verses 14 and 15. He says, if you forgive those who sin against you, your heavenly Father will forgive you. But, I'm telling you, this is heavy stuff. If you refuse to forgive others, your Father will not forgive your sins. I want to read that again. Jesus says in Matthew 6, 14 and 15, right after he says that model prayer, he says, If you forgive those who sin against you, your Heavenly Father will forgive you. 
But if you refuse to forgive others, if you want to hold on to that pain and that hurt and whatever they've done to you and you want to hold that against them and you can't let it go, then my Father will not forgive your sins. He's going to do the same thing to you as you are doing to that person because I showed you grace. I showed you mercy. I showed you compassion. I have been long-suffering to you and you're not willing to do that for other people. He even gives us an example of the parable uh, of the, the 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 person i can't remember exactly where it's at but he 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 goes and and, and he owes uh uh money and and, and his boss is, is calling him in and he says you got to pay me and he says uh 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 but i'm and he says well i i can't pay you i can't i can't repay you and he says okay your debt has been forgiven but then he turns around and goes out and finds people that owes him money and, 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 and he demands money for them. And when they can't repay, he throws them in prison until their debt is paid. He didn't forgive like his boss had forgiven him of his debt that he owed. And, and, and God says, look, what's required of you tonight, it, it's over for you, bud. Because you didn't forgive like you should have, like I've forgiven you you've been called in your day of reckoning has come this is very serious stuff it's very very heavy stuff we have to forgive no matter what somebody has done to us we cannot hold grudges we cannot hold on to the past we cannot hold on to the hurt and man it's hard i know 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 what i'm talking about I know what I'm talking about. It, 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 I've been there. I've done that. And I know you have your own story. And, and I know this is a deep subject to cover, but we have to cover it because our journey to heaven depends on it. And if we want to make it to heaven, if we want our sins forgiven, we have to forgive. Notice Jesus doesn't give any qualifications to what sin they committed against you. It doesn't matter what sin was committed against us. We have to forgive. Forgiveness is not, it's not, it's not an option. We have to forgive. If we want God's forgiveness, then we have to forgive those who have sinned against us. Even if they sin against us seven times, they keep doing it. And they keep asking for for forgiveness. We have to forgive. It is a command from Jesus. It's not an option. We have to forgive, and he he is the ultimate example. Um, he had just talked about uh, hell in the parable of the rich man and Lazarus, and he talks about this never-ending torment where the worm dies not, that, that where the people are they're in torment and flames, and and uh, they they they're they're holding on to a grudge, they're holding on to hurt, and it, it, this is what. <clears throat> This is what makes it so difficult because it's it's so easy when that pain runs deep, right? That we're holding on to a grudge. We're holding on to hurt and this pain that somebody has caused us. Hating someone is not worth being rejected by God and missing heaven for eternity and being in a place in torment because we were not willing to forgive after our sins have been forgiven. Hell is not worth it. And that's why I'm emphasizing forgive, forgive, forgive. And, and if you just say, look, I cannot forgive this person, then do this. Please do this. 
Ask God to help you. Ask God to help you to let go of the hurt and the pain that that person has caused you in the past. And they may still be doing it. They may still be causing pain and hurt. And it's deep, deep, deep. Trust me, I know how it is. And I know the pain that you're feeling. But hell ain't worth it, friend. Forgive. And if you can't, then pray about it and ask God to help you to forgive, to let go of that pain, that hurt, to let go of that person. Well, you don't understand what they've done. You don't. You just don't understand the pain that they have caused me and my family. Yes, I do. Yes, I do. Without not getting into specifics. I do. But it doesn't matter. That, that's the thing. It, it doesn't matter what they did. You can fill in the blank with any sin. Because people sin. And sin hurts and it affects a lot of people. But listen. God knows what they did. God, he, he can acknowledge and He does acknowledge what they did. He acknowledges our hurt. He acknowledges the pain. Even if nobody else does, He knows and He does acknowledge it. Nothing is hidden from God. He sees everything. He knows everything. And He knows what we're going through. There is evil in this world. There is Even people who claim to follow Christ, they do unfathomable things to us because evil exists. Believers sin. We are influenced by Satan. That's why Jesus started off this chapter by saying, temptations are coming on a daily basis all the time. And that's why he says to the disciples, he says, watch yourselves. Make sure you stay close to me. Because if we drift away from God at all, if we take our focus or our attention off of God and we sin, and we will sin, it hurts. And when people sin against us, it hurts deep depending on what that sin is. And we may feel like, hey, I I, got to get justice. I got to get revenge because it doesn't look like God's going to do anything. And I've prayed about it, and I've prayed about it, and I've prayed about it. I've been praying for years, and nothing's happened to them. And it just looks like God is letting them get away from it. No. Mm -mm. That's not the way it is. And it may not seem like God is doing anything about it, but I promise you, He is doing something about it. And vengeance is not ours. Revenge is not for us to seek after. We're to seek after God. We're to seek His forgiveness. We're to seek forgiveness to other people that have sinned against us and not revenge. Vengeance is mine, says the Lord. I will repay. Deuteronomy 32-35. And in fact, Paul writes this in Romans chapter 12, verse 19, when Paul says, Dear friends, never, never, never. How long is never? Never. Never, ever. Never take revenge. Leave that to the righteous anger of God. For the scriptures say, I will take revenge. I will pay them back, says the Lord. We don't need to seek revenge. We need to seek forgiveness. Forgiveness. Because here's what forgiveness does. 
Forgiveness doesn't say you'll never think about this situation again. You'll never feel the hurt anymore because you will. God is the only one. When, when, when he says he forgives our sins, he says he forgives as far as the east is from the west. If you're going north and south, at some point when you're going north, you're going to get to a point that you're going to start going south again. But if you're going south, there, you're going to eventually reach a point to where you're going north. But if you're going east, you're eventually going to get to a point never. It doesn't work like that. It, it's not north and south. You're going to keep going east. The Bible says that God forgives our sins as far as, or he removes them as far as the east is from the west. If you're constantly going, if you're going east, you're constantly going east. If you're going west, you're constantly going west. It's not like north and south. God, he says, I I am releasing you from the penalty of your sin. God, God, God doesn't forget. God knows that we're sinners. God if, if he says that he knows every sparrow that has died, a little bird, and we just covered that in a few podcasts ago here in the book of Luke. Jesus said, my father knows when every sparrow, when every animal who doesn't have a soul that needs to forgiven, if I know everything about them, he knows everything about us. He knows everything that's been done to us. He knows everything that we've done. And he, 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 he doesn't forget. But here's the deal. He doesn't, he doesn't hold us accountable. But when he sees the blood of Jesus Christ and we're forgiven of those sins, what he's saying is, he's, he's not saying, I, I, don't, I don't know what you did. He knows what we did. He knows what we're doing. But he doesn't hold the penalty of our sin over our heads. He doesn't dangle us over like a lot of churches want us to think. They dangle us over the flames of hell. That's not God. The blood of Jesus Christ, when he washes our sins away, the blood of Jesus Christ takes God's wrath that we deserve and he he, he placed that wrath on Jesus. That's why Jesus had to die on the cross. God is saying, I release you from what you deserve. That's wrath. That's hell. And I'm giving you heaven. I am releasing you from the guilt that you deserve. That is what forgiveness is. And Jesus says, we have to do this for people who sin against us. Because we have to release them just like God has released us. We have to let them go. We cannot, because that's what a grudge is. That's what hatred is. We're, we're still holding on to that hurt and that pain, that grudge. We're, we're just constantly reminded and we're reminding them of what they've done to us and how bad they've hurt us. And what forgiveness does, it, it releases all of that. It releases that person. We're not saying, I'm forgetting about what you've done. That hurt, that pain, I will remember it at times, but I'm releasing you just as God has released me. Yes, you have sinned against me. Yes, you have hurt me 
but I am forgiving you. And what we are saying is, God, I am letting go of what they've done to me, the pain they have caused me. I'm placing them in your hands for you to deal with them. I'm not going to seek revenge. I'm going to seek forgiveness, and I'm going to let you deal with them because you you know exactly how to deal with the situation, and you know how to deal with it. You know what's best. And when we forgive like that, when we release the person who sinned against us, what happens is we start to let go of that hurt and that pain. And you know what comes? Peace. Peace. Leave it all peace. We will have not just peace, but we will have God's peace because our sins are forgiven because we have forgiven this brother or sister in Christ no matter what it is that they have done we have released them just like God has released us and our sins are forgiven and we know we are being like Jesus and that is the very goal that is the very purpose is to love like Jesus loved and to be like Jesus was and to lead people to the throne of God And if we don't forgive and we hold that grudge, we're not leading that person to God. There's a division. And see, that there's a separation. That's what sin does. Sin separates us. And and God, God looks for unity. God wants unity. And when we when we seek unity, when we seek forgiveness, and when we forgive and when we release that person. We find peace, and we find God's peace. In John fourteen twenty seven, Jesus says to his disciples, "Peace I leave with you; my peace I give you. I do not give you to I, I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled, and do not be afraid. For you see, the peace that Jesus gives is a peace that sleeps." During the midst of storms, that's what Jesus did. And the disciples are scared to death. They had to go wake up Jesus because they thought they were going to die in the storm. Jesus is sitting there asleep, paying no attention to the storm. Why? Because he had peace, real peace. And that's the kind of peace that God wants to give us, the peace that Jesus has. Jesus' peace The peace that he gives sleeps while being chained to soldiers while awaiting death. James had just been beheaded. I believe it's in Acts chapter 12. The first few verses. And they've arrested Peter. Herod has. And he's about to to be killed as well. But thankfully for Peter, Passover comes. And so there's a week that... He has to sit in prison and think about what fate awaits him in several days ahead. And he's chained to these guards and he's got guards guarding the door and there's jailers outside the door. And you know what Peter's doing? He's sleeping. When the Holy Spirit comes and wakes him or this angel comes and wakes him up from his sleep and helps him to escape and he goes back to the Christians who are praying on his behalf. 
But that's the kind of peace that Jesus gives, that knowing that you're, you're, you're about to be executed. You're about to die for your faith because you're preaching and teaching in the name of Jesus Christ. And yet, even though you have a week to think about it, you have peace and so much peace that you're able to sleep while you're awaiting that fate. That's the kind of peace that Jesus gives. It's the kind of peace that while you're being stoned to death, Stephen, then you can look up into the heavens and say, I see Jesus standing at the right hand of the Father. And as the stones become bigger and heavier and they're beating you down, you can cry out as Stephen did. Father, forgive them for they... Just like Jesus said from the cross, don't hold this to their charge. Forgive them. And he takes his last breath, but he knew where he was going. That's the kind of peace that Jesus gives. It's a peace that gets you back up after you have suffered all kinds of persecution. It's a peace that keeps you going each day, each day, each day is the peace that gets us out of bed and helps us to face a new day. Even when somebody has hurt us deeply. It's a peace that says, I forgive you. I am releasing you of what you deserve. And I'm giving you to God. And he can deal with you. Because I'm letting you go. I need peace. And I need the peace of God. And I need the forgiveness of God because I want to go to heaven. And so I'm choosing to forgive you so that I can have forgiveness and peace. You see, peace, real peace only comes from Jesus and knowing Jesus and serving Jesus and being like Jesus and loving like Jesus, even in the midst of chaos, even in the midst of confusion and all the pain and all the hurt, even death. When we take our last breath on this earth, we know that we, were gonna, we will be in heaven with Jesus. That's where true peace comes from. And that's what true peace looks like. And we cannot have the peace that Jesus gives if we do not forgive. I didn't say it. Jesus said it several times. And I, 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 I again, like I said in the last podcast, and it, you know, talking about sin and how we should take survey of our life and 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 saying, "Am I really showing the heart of the Father? Am I really being like Jesus?" Well. I'm asking you to survey your life once again. And I'm asking you, as we talk about forgiveness, is there somebody in your life, and this is where it gets hard, is there somebody in your life that caused you so much hurt and so much pain that you need to forgive? That you need to release them and release that hurt and that pain and forgive them from the that hurt and pain that they have caused you over the years. 
Is there somebody in your life that you need to forgive? Forgive them, for they know not what they're doing. Jesus knew that when he took his last breath, that all of that pain, all that agony that he has been going through from the night, the morning before, the beating that he took, the 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 beard being ripped off his face, and and the 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 cat and nine tails digging in his backside and ripping the flesh off his back, and then being nailed to that cross and being hoisted up and. Then, all the shame that he endured as people walked outside the city gates to see him there with two criminals who deserved what they were getting. But Jesus knew no wrong. He did nothing wrong except show mercy and compassion and love and help people. And yet he suffered rejection from the religious leaders. And he went through such horrible pain and torment and he hung for six hours trying to breathe on the cross. And that, 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 the, the, the flesh ripped off his back would rub against that rugged tree, the cross, and hurt and cause so much pain. And yet he, somehow, somehow he says, hey, Father, forgive them. They don't know what they're doing. He knew that the, all that pain and agony would soon be over and he knew what was coming. That he would be in that tomb for three days and on that third day, he's going to come out holding the keys to death, hell, and the grave. Victorious. The resurrection is going to happen. And in 40 days from that, he's going to be going back up into heaven and he's going to be sitting at the Father's right hand and he's going to be placed in the, the, the seat of authority. And the Holy Spirit's going to come 10 days after that and He's going to fill the disciples and, and the Father and Jesus are going to live in His people and the church is going to begin. And here we are 2,000 years later, still going. Jesus knew what was coming. Therefore, Hebrews 12, 1-3, which is the crux of... It, of the grinded podcast this is this is our base verses if you will hebrews 12 1 through 3 therefore since we are surrounded by such a huge crowd of witnesses to the life of faith let us strip off every weight that slows us down especially the sin that so easily trips us up and let us run with endurance the race god has set before us and how do we do that we do this by keeping our eyes on jesus the champion who initiates and perfects our faith because of the joy awaiting him he endured the cross disregarding its shame now he is seated at the place of honor beside god's throne think of all the hostility he endured from sinful people then you won't become weary and give up think of all this crap that Jesus endured from sinful people. That's what you and I are dealing with. Sinful people. People who have wronged us. And it, 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 it look at what they did to Jesus and it caused him so much pain and so much agony. But he disregarded all of that. And, and the Hebrew writer says that he knew the joy that was awaiting him. That he was going to be resurrected and he's going to ascend back to heaven and he's going to sit at the Father's right hand. Look what awaits us. Heaven. 
We're going to be with Jesus for eternity if we forgive. Like Jesus forgives us. Like God forgives us through Jesus. And if you don't think you can forgive, ask God to help you. Just tell Him that you don't think you can. You know you have to, but it's hard. And He will help you start. Look, He already knows what we're going through. He already knows what people have done to us. He already knows what we've done to people. And He's he's just saying, I'm right here waiting. I'm here. Just ask for help. And He will help. He will forgive. We just got to head in the right direction. And that's toward Him. I guarantee you, He'll help. Start reading Scripture about forgiveness. Look at examples throughout the Bible where people were wronged and how they forgave. A great example is Joseph in the Old Testament. I believe it's Genesis 37 where he has a dream. Uh, His brothers already didn't like him because uh, his father uh, showed him favoritism. And so he has a dream and and he tells his family, you're going to bow down to me. And they're like, what? We ain't never going to bow down to you. You're crazy, dude. And so out of their jealousy... They, they, they take Joseph and they, they, they were going to kill him, but instead they, they take him out of the pit and they, they sell him into slavery. So now he's a slave and, uh, and, uh, under Potiphar. And then Potiphar's wife, because Joseph was a good-looking dude, Potiphar's wife wanted to sleep with him and he kept resisting. And one day he's like, I'm not sleeping with you. I'm not going against God's will and I'm not going against my master's will because you're his wife. And so... He takes off running and she grabs his coat and, and um, she takes his coat to Potiphar and accuses Joseph of, of raping her. And so now he's put in prison and he's put in prison for like 10 to 13 years. And so I don't remember how many years it was, so like 17 years go by or something. But I think Joseph's around 30 years old or so when uh, uh, he's in the prison um, and Pharaoh has a dream. Nobody can interpret the dream. And and finally, Joseph, after he's been forgotten about in prison for a few more years, uh, I I believe it's the baker uh, or uh, the the wine taster. I can't remember. But one of them says uh, that he says, hey, there's a guy in your prison that can that can interpret dreams. And Pharaoh sends for Joseph. Joseph interprets Pharaoh's dream and he is made second in command. And sure enough, a famine hits the land. Food is scarce, and so you have to come to Egypt to get food. Well, guess who's in charge of the food? That's Joseph. And so Joseph's brothers uh, have to come to Egypt to get food, and guess what they do? They bow before Joseph just like uh, just like he told them that he would do. But that dream, which came from God to begin with, came true. But the whole time that, 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 that Joseph had been rejected by his brothers and and he has been living in all this pain and suffering. He said, you meant it for evil. This is what he tells his brothers when he reveals himself to his brothers. He says, you meant it for evil, but God meant it for good. And here's the hard thing about when, when people sin against us and we go through all this pain and heartache, there are lessons that we can learn from what has happened in our lives. 
There, there are things that God can use out of those difficult situations to teach us. If we ask Him, what do, can we learn from this? He will show us what we can learn from this. And if we stay focused on Him through all of it, through all the pain and the heartache, there are many lessons that we can learn. And then once we come through that situation, we can take those lessons that we've learned. We can take those trials. We can take that heartache and we can take that pain and repurpose it and give glory to God. We can take our experience and help someone who is experiencing something similar that we're going through and help them through that situation and God will be glorified. So look up some examples of people in Scripture who were wronged, who were sinned against and how they forgave. And when they forgave, God used their situation to bring him glory because that is our purpose to glorify God and he will take your pain he will take your hurt he will take whatever situation you are in and he will use it for his glory but only if you let him if you release that person if you forgive that person or persons even no matter what they've done he will use it for His glory. And when you do choose to forgive, and when you do let them go, you will have the greatest peace. I promise you. God promises you. And we can rest upon His promises. We can trust God. Even though it looks like He doesn't care sometimes. It looks like He's, you know, we've cried out to God and we don't hear anything. We, we just get crickets. And it seems like God is nowhere around. He is around. He is right there with you the whole time. I love that the, the, the poem about the footprints. When there's only one set of footprints, when there were two. And Jesus says, that's the time I was carrying you. He promises he'll never leave you nor forsake you. He knows what you're going through. He knows what you've, what, what's been done to you. But listen, he wants to help you. But you've got to turn to Him. And to turn to Him means you have to forgive if you want your sins forgiven, if you want your prayers to be heard and to be answered. And God will help you. Jesus will give you peace. A peace that surpasses all understanding. It's the greatest peace that you could ever experience. But if you want that peace... You have to forgive or your sins will not be forgiven and you will not go to heaven. I'm asking you again, is there somebody in your life that you need to forgive? Forgive them today that your sins be forgiven and that you continue to be like Jesus and to love like Jesus and to lead like Jesus. Hell is not worth holding on to that grudge. Forgive and let them go and give them to God and experience the peace of God. I'm praying for you, friend.
and you pray for me. Keep grinding. God bless you. Thank you for listening to the Grinded Podcast today. May God bless you. If you have any comments or questions, you can email them to us at thegrinditpodcast at gmail.com. If you would like Randy to come and speak at your church or your next event, you can contact him through that same email address. Also, I would like to thank Jody Foster's Army, also known as JFA, for their song, Abba, as we use for our intro and our outro off their untitled 1984 album. May God bless you, and remember, keep your eyes on Jesus and keep grinding.